I V M. Dating is garbage. I'm not sure why people do it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dating is Garbage. This is a very special episode because uh, for the first time on this show we have hosts of another show yeah. with us and uh, uh, my name is Janam and with me is Abbas. Hi. And uh, we have Zain and Avanti from Marbles Lost and Found with us. Hi. Hi. Hey guys. <laughs> hey. I think for the first time we have someone who aren't comedians. Comedians or general slackers or people who just want to vent about dating. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean you can do all of that. I just want to say they're pretty funny though. Even though they're not comedians, they're pretty funny <laughs> of... Uh, Off, off, Mike. Off, Marvel's Lost and Found because that's a little heavier. It's a very heavy show, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Also, for the first time, we have like quote-unquote professionals on the show, like people who actually deal with things with real of pe- this sort. With real yeah. issues. Of yeah. Real well, pe- I think that's more Avanti than me. I'm yeah. Just- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just happen to be the guy who vents about dating. That's uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, before we started the show, I was telling Janam, I'm like, uh, let's just hope this doesn't become like one of those heavy episodes. So I'll keep uh, butting in with bad jokes at regular yeah, intervals uh, to diffuse the tension if yeah. there is any tension yeah. in the just air. Just for some context, uh, Abbas here is a stand-up comedian. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, uh, well. for our listeners, Avanti is a therapist. Yeah. And uh, Zen is a that, that That sounded like you're a comedian, you should be seeing a therapist. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I disrupted while you were introducing Zen. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, and Zen here is a musician who also teaches at True School of Music. That is correct. What yes. do you teach Zen? So I teach music production and sound engineering primarily at TSM. And that's a, just a couple of times of the week. Yeah, it's quite fun actually. The beauty of music as well, like there's no real right and wrong. It's kind of like here are the rules, understand the rules, and then break them. You know, that's very that's, much that's, like dating. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. Uh, very good segue. <laughs> very, very good segue. Uh, so today we are discussing the role of mental health in relationships, which sounds serious. It kind of does, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> I just want to understand how much of it is like uh, ego-driven and uh, like, you know, in a relationship, one person is compromising more than the other person. So is that a legitimate concern? Hmm. Avanti, I'd say you kind of take the reins on this one. <laughs> I was like shrinking in my chair. <laughs> I, I didn't actually understand the question. Was there a pun on the word shrink? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't actually understand the question. Um, so, uh, Abbas, you want to explain this? Because uh, even okay. I should understand the question. The, so, on an average, how uh, do you deal with a lot of people who, who have relationship problems? Yes. In fact... I, Everything is an interpersonal or relationship or love-related problem. Right. Yeah. When you say everything, you mean all of those. I mean have, a lot of my clients. Have, ah, okay. Yeah. So, in a sense, uh, one of the most common things that uh, we, while we were kind of discussing what we should ask uh, you guys or uh, you specifically, because you deal with uh, people with with problems, uh, is uh, there's this sense of uh, I'm in a relationship, but I feel like I am compromising more than the other person. And uh, so, is that a legit problem to have, or is it something that something that you feel just generally just because now you're with a person, rather than just being on your own where you could do things your way? 
and I just um, immerse myself in my own support system. So whether that means close friends or family, mm-hmm. doing things that excite me, that make me feel good about myself. Because at the end of the break at, of a breakup, generally neither party feels good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what. And it takes its time because this is, like I said, this habit of people pleasing has been a habit since I was a kid, really. So maybe for me, I'm just speculating based on what I know from people around me that I may take longer to get over breakups than some people. Hmm. But um, I think I'm handling it in a slightly healthier way than I was before. It's actually a pretty interesting. I don't know if we can if I can. I don't know if this is relevant, but like. Um, when you spoke about compromise, so a concept in therapy that we speak about a lot is something called differentiation. Mm -hmm. And it's really important. It's like, you know how in in a relationship you tend to lose yourself a little bit? Yes. And you forget, and then you come out of the relationship or you have a chance to like take a breather Mm -hmm. from the relationship and then you're like, fuck, who did I become there? Like, Mm. I don't know who I was in that relationship. There's this ambivalence between like holding on to yourself and losing yourself completely. And we're mm-hmm. constantly struggling mm. like to, to find that balance a little bit. So differentiation, there are two types of differentiation. Sorry, I'm going to get a That's little okay. theoretical, but this it's is, super... This is, like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff we want. Okay, so, um, so there's intrapsychic uh, differentiation, which means the ability to differentiate between your thoughts and your feelings. And that's not something we're taught to do. We sometimes do a lot of emotional reasoning, Mm. which isn't always based on our realities Mm -hmm. at all. And that tends to fuck us over. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel that this is the but what is the fact of it? You know, Mm. and what do I think about this? Because Mm -hmm. our thoughts give us a lot of grounding. Mm. So there's differentiation, intrapsychic, and then there's interpersonal differentiation, which means this is how I feel about something, but this is how you feel about something. I don't necessarily, like you said, people pleasing. Mm. I don't necessarily have to feel what you're feeling in order to be a whole person Mm -hmm. or in order to have a a better or different experience. This is my experience. This is your experience. Now, what do we do about the conflict that's that's being caused Mm. in between? Mm. And that's exactly where you learn to kind of become yourself a little bit and it's you know concepts of respect comes in mm-hmm. of course it's it's much harder when the other person has like no interest in even like respecting your experience right. as as completely yeah. separate as yours but um that's something that we constantly work with in therapy like yeah. how do you find that how do you navigate that space between what is yours and theirs the the concept of thoughts and feelings that you spoke mm. about like uh, so how how like i'm trying to understand this is there's a very funny comic strip i come across where one character is the heart one is the brain yeah. right and they're always awkward sort of, mm. i think yeah, it's awkward yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes awkward, yeah, yeah. so is it that you let your feelings interfere with your thoughts or your thoughts are your thoughts are the more uh, rigid part of your of, of your personality whereas the heart is the more emotional part of your personality and you, you shouldn't let one over uh, overtake the other no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I think it's a constant conflict, but okay. I think, so feelings, I think, uh, so they start in the body uh-huh. a little bit and we we forget about that. Mm-hmm. We forget that a feeling is, a, it begins with a sensation and then we attribute meaning to that sensation and we call it a feeling. Okay. And then our thought is trying to make sense of that feeling a little bit. Uh, okay. So our thoughts are a bit, are like questioning, like looking at like what's right. going on. Uh-huh. And then you can either, you know, depending on your life experiences and the way your patterns of thinking about things, your whatever, everything, you have an automatic thought. That you can either indulge right. or you can use your other thoughts to be like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Why am I thinking this about this feeling? Does mm. this feeling have to become my reality? Right. Mm. 
Um, so thoughts yeah. in a way are trying to catch up with the feelings mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would you say <laughs> feelings are sort of like knee-jerk reactions to situations, and the thoughts kind of come afterwards? Mm-hmm. That's where I. That's the school of thought I kind of okay. belong Fair. to a little bit. Fair. Yeah. Okay. There's another. I mean, the CBT. Forget it. Yeah. There's no point. Like, <laughs> Uh, so Avanti you spoke about uh, losing yourself in a relationship and you know mm. people become a completely mm. different person yeah I believe Eminem I has have... written a song about that who? Eminem has a song <laughs> oh. called Lose Yourself Lose Yourself <laughs> I don't think I've heard completely. it completely what? what? Yeah. I haven't heard Lose Yourself I don't listen to Eminem dude Lose Yourself it's like the how old are you? <laughs> most famous song of the past decade no not past oh. decade Oh yeah, it's older. older. Maybe if I hear it, I must have heard it, but I don't actively go listening to Eminem. It must be like must have heard it somewhere. Heard of the film Eight Mile? Let's not get into that. Oh my god! Wow. I think it's an age thing. She's not that old anyway. Young. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, coming back to becoming a different person in a relationship, uh, it's something I have also experienced. Like I was Mm. always curious about this that. um, Every time I'm in a relationship I tend to be more like my my mental state is a lot more volatile like I'm more emotional about things I find myself crying a lot more for like very stupid reasons but uh, I haven't experienced this when I'm like single I just feel more mm-hmm. in control of who I am when I'm not in a relationship but as in a relationship I feel like I lose that control of myself mm-hmm. so is that like what is normal I'm assuming <laughs> it is I don't know I mean I my own two pence would be firstly to ask do you feel that that sense of control is not only to do with yourself but with the other person also in yeah. some respect i mean obviously it's a relationship so the other person's also involved but i i mean mm. what's your question exactly i mean so like let me put it this way when um i say when a fight happens or a breakup happens or something like that mm-hmm. um that chances are to some degree or the other that comes based off some form of expectation that was not met like you right. know and say like you know what you should it should have been like this not like that or whatever so would you say that in a relationship there are some forms of expectations that you might have that might not align with how the other person actually is for instance that's probably yeah yeah so maybe because like and the reason i'm asking this specifically is because i know that that's one of my hmm. issues in fact it's something that i've kind of figured out about myself very recently that you know because i've had these people pleasing tendencies like i've always wanted to feel accepted that i belonged part of the reason for that was because i lived as a i was like the only indian kid in my school or maybe one of two indian kids in my school i lived in nigeria for the first 10 years of my life yeah. and my life pretty much involved the kids i knew at school and going home mm-hmm. and but everyone else was from lagos so everyone you know had family and friends outside of school who maybe have been in other schools and cousins and things like that me it was i had a very small bubble and so a lot of the time and there are various stories over the, um, in in there but a lot of the time i also felt the need to be accepted and then that kind and of perpetuated liked and the need to be liked and that kind of perpetuated in school <clears throat> so i think that a learning or a pattern that i picked up from that was i will do everything that i can to make sure that i am not rejected that i am not that i am accepted mm-hmm. and that also means unbeknownst to me that i needed to control what was happening in that relationship right. and if i had no control that means potentially i'm rejected hmm. and i'm not doing something right okay so and control myself yeah so only like edit, like edit out bits of myself that i think will be rejected right. yeah sure and only present bits of myself that will be that i think people will like probably in me. 
Yeah. Thankfully, I'm doing that a lot less now, though. Mm. Mm. But I think I think what you were saying about you know being a little more emotional in a relationship, but not being emotional like outside of a relationship. Mm. It's I mean when we think like that, and we think this like polarized thinking, like relationships do this to me, but like being single doesn't do this to me. Yeah. But you are you. regardless and the thing is that like i guess being in a relationship being in such close proximity like mm-hmm. mentally emotionally physically with someone yeah. is going to trigger your stuff and you've got stuff just because you're not in a relationship doesn't mean you've not got stuff mm-hmm. and so i guess it's a process of like learning about your stuff okay. and like learning like okay this is my stuff you know i'm going to react to it i'm going to respond to it how do i like how do i manage my stuff hmm. in a relationship without a relationship i mean life is easier without a relationship no fucking doubt yeah. <laughs> i mean come on yeah i meant to say that you learn a lot about yourself in relation right. to other people hmm. yeah that's when you get triggered and when you get triggered is when you learn hmm. otherwise you're going to be in your safe little bubble yeah. not being triggered Hmm. by anything and then in when you're i don't know in your next life you'll be triggered like i don't know <laughs> no it's like I thought when it was you was in next relationship but okay yeah, i was, was going to say do you I'm feel that, that when yeah. you when you come out of a relationship and you're single again you feel like okay i i i sort of learned something from mm. it and that's it's made made me a better person yeah do you feel that i feel that <laughs> janam oh i feel that yeah janam's the I, only one who doesn't feel know, it like, <laughs> better person i i mean I feel like with or without relationships, we're all constantly striving for that. Anyway, we all right. kind of evolve, but it's I, like uh, like you you you've you've lived through a difficult experience, and right. I like that that's that's made me learn a few things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true. But the idea. You don't sound so sure. You're like, no, it was fucking I, shit. No, I, I, I mean, hated I, it. I'm, No, the, the part of becoming yeah, a better person. If I could person, go back in time, <laughs> no, the part of becoming a better person. Yeah. I'm sure there are some aspects of myself that I've improved, but right. again, there are some aspects of me that went through that part of the relationship mm-hmm. which have not improved. Like, okay, maybe I don't know. Which have deteriorated in some way. Like now, for example, like mm-hmm. after my last relationship, now I know that if I ever get into a relationship again, I'm yeah. not going to be as compromising. I'm not going to be as people pleasing or. Right. Uh, you know that i'm going to hold myself back maybe i, I okay. don't know okay well i mean it's so interesting because i'm thinking i'm approaching this i'm like that doesn't sound so bad to me that doesn't sound like a deterioration it's not right no okay. that's i mean to oh. me no listen you guys have got i've got to put a disclaimer a, out there just because i'm a therapist <laughs> just because i'm a therapist doesn't mean i'm always responding as a therapist your word over here is gospel yeah, so I'm, like, i'm like scared i'm scared of like what i'm going to say but what i mean is like when you say like i i'm not going to um i don't want to compromise anymore i don't want to uh, whatever you said mm-hmm. I, um, to me that sounds like you're going to be able to hold on to yourself a little bit more and that is necessary in every relationship you don't mm-hmm. have to lose shape of who you are and that doesn't make you a better person in a relationship yeah. when you lose yourself so what i mean is is that what you meant when you said when you like oh parts of me deteriorated is that what you meant i meant like the part of me that is that would have compromised earlier yeah. will not compromise anymore and so why that, is that is a bad that, thing I mean is it a bad thing for the relationship now that I'm single it's great but if I ever get into a relationship and I'm like okay I'm not willing to meet you halfway in this situation no, that, I mean I don't know I think it's okay you're being assertive about what you want Cool which is cool, cool. yeah yeah and you pick yeah. your areas you pick your battles right hmm. so maybe that whatever area where you were compromising is an area you never want to compromise in again hmm. and I mean 
cool. <laughs> cool. I think I've become a better person. Yes, I have become a better person. <laughs> And on that note, we'll take a quick break. On the other side of this break, we'll continue our chat with Zain and Avanti, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about the cheating question: what leads us to cheat, and what exactly counts as cheating. See you on the other side of this break. And we're back on dating is garbage. I'm here with uh, Zain and Avanti, who Hello. host a amazing show, an amazing show on our network called Marble Lost and Found. You can find the entire first season on uh, our website and our app, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you guys have the second season coming up very soon. We do. Yes, mm-hmm. we're actually recording a bunch of episodes now. We've got a recording right after this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, of course, Janam is with me in the studio as well. So when you talk about dating and when you talk about uh, two people being with each other, uh, inevitably the question of them wandering off. and finding greener pastures <laughs> or not so green green pastures always arises right uh, we've spoken about cheating on this show a little bit before uh, we had uh, saurav mehta who was on this show who told us about how he was cheated cheated upon cheated on cheated on cheated on cheated upon so uh, janam why don't you frame the question in a more uh, in in a more sensible way <laughs> okay so my question is that uh, in a relationship there are two kinds of cheating one is the obvious the physical cheating where you go and hook up with another person which is wrong and uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it kids <laughs> and uh, the other one which is not really considered as cheating by some people but i feel in some way is is the emotional cheating where you kind of disassociate with your partner and you, you know you stop sharing things with them and you find somebody Ooh. else you're talking to more uh, yeah. you, you know you just find you just feel more comfortable with this yeah. new person and you're sharing things with them but it's not it's not physical it's just like yeah. hey i'm comfortable talking to you rather than my partner so What's that like? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And you suddenly gotten very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, you, um, is is emotional cheating actually cheating? And at what point do you tell your partner that hey, this is what has been can happening? Can I give my uh, point of view on that? Sure. Uh, so, like, if you find um, solace in sharing things with someone else for a while rather than someone you're with, and if that in turn makes you realize that the person I'm with is or i don't know like it kind of uh re helps you reconnect with the person that you're with then then i don't consider that as cheating is is mm. i that's my point i mean of view. often uh, with physical infidelity too like it helps them reconnect with their partner <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's still uh, cheating i i but i i mean i've never cheated on someone and i thankfully have never been cheated on either so i don't have uh, when i say cheated on i mean the physical cheating part of it mm-hmm. so i don't have my frame of reference there but this part of uh, sharing things with someone else while you're with someone is something that i have done mm-hmm. but i i i just i don't know, I, i felt like it was for a while i was happy sharing it with someone else and then i just got back to uh the person i was with so i and you stopped sharing things with the person then it was yeah. just like a because phase because we yeah it was a phase yeah i i but why like what happened in your relationship that stopped allowing you to feel safe to share with your partner i just lost interest right uh, and but why because i i could i could uh, i could 
predict the uh, the response from my partner i was like mm-hmm. if i tell her this or if i share her with, share this with her this is a certain way she would react and i was becoming monotonous mm-hmm. whereas, and you couldn't communicate that to your partner without her getting defensive yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah like <laughs> <laughs> turning that off right? <laughs> whereas this other person seemed way more excited when i would share information with her mm. so i was like yeah i'm have, i'm i'm getting it's stimulating my senses more if i share things with this other person <laughs> no i i i'm saying ouch because i'm like that is cheating is like it? i don't know like i feel like i mean not um I think it would I don't know like I feel like it's cheating because there's a part of you that's hiding something from your mm. partner and there wasn't an open bit of like you know what I'm not going to share this with you because I don't think you get it and I don't think you give me what I want and so I'm going to go and talk to the other person mm-hmm. and of course it never happens like that you're okay. never going to like have that open dialogue with your partner and right. they're going to be like yeah sure go ahead <laughs> like I'm not able to offer you what you want so you got to like divya or whatever like you know? How did you do it? <laughs> I got a message to be right. <laughs> But it is because it is a little bit sly. Okay. It's a little bit like um hmm. I'm not getting what I want so I'm going to look somewhere else and I'm going to get all the other stuff from my relationship. Hmm. And I'm going to get this one chunk here and then when that's been satiated then I'm going to go back to hmm. my yeah. partner. That just makes me realize how selfish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've been in I've It's okay, been I'm not in contact with either of those people oh. now so <laughs> <laughs> we can say whatever we want. <laughs> It's not yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know cheating always I feel comes from like something that's I think that's not being satisfied um mm. in the relationship mm. and then we look somewhere else to kind of gain that. Cheating yeah, cheating mm. can also sometimes come from you're absolutely right in fact one of the reasons why i've kept quiet until now is because <laughs> i don't think i've had much to contribute to this specific question but uh, i will say that um uh, a lot of the time speaking speaking from experience personally is that um you may get this tendency to want to wander elsewhere whether that means emotionally or figu- um or physically pick your poison uh, if um based on some sort of insecurity that you might have as well like so for instance for me my first relationship like serious relationship was when i was a teenager you know like 15 16 and from that time till about 24 i never had a serious relationship like everything was casual at best mm. you know and it was only when i got to 24 that i actually ended up with someone for about 2 years and the thing is that though because of all these patterns that i picked up along the way like there was always and i and i and i noticed this about myself like when 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 she and i had first started dating that there was still this need for me to make sure hey am i still desirable to other people mm-hmm. does and so like and some people may push that a little bit push that a little bit just to say yeah I still got it or there might be some other people who go even further and say all right i just want to make sure i am definitely desirable and then cross the the line of no return Hmm. let's say you know and and that's purely an insecurity thing it has nothing to do with the other partner and has hmm. to do with how you see yourself in a way hmm. yeah it could have something to do with the other partner if they aren't communicating to you mm-hmm. that they find you desirable so uh, again my question is uh, after someone cheats on a partner obviously there's a lot of guilt involved there's hmm. a lot of 
yeah so what uh, is it okay to not share it with your partner and just kind of uh, you know take that to your grave mm. yeah i guess <laughs> i mean it depends on what you want like a is, lifetime of like I don't know. I mean is it okay to like see you know that relationship is anyway not going to work out and you want the best for your partner like right. ex at that moment yeah. whatever. I mean you, you don't want to cause more trauma to them because mm. it's already been a breakup and whatever. So well, that just is it sounds okay like something you tell through? yourself to sort of not tell you're justifying not telling your partner <laughs> what you don't want to tell them. Oh they're already going through so much. Let me not add to. But aren't you like just saving them? No. From you might be, but you're not exactly treating them as an individual capable and worthy of Yeah, it's um, a bit patronizing, yeah, I think. Yeah. Like making their own mind up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. <Jana. laughs> I mean, no. but, but the question, I guess the your question was is it okay? Hmm. But everything at some level is okay. Hmm. I mean, I think the question is uh Do you want to do it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, does it fit in your I personality? Think, I think for yeah. everyone who's listening, I should. I feel because I know Avanti, I should say that she, I don't think she literally means everything to some degree is okay. <laughs> What? I, <I'm> pre- <laughs> oh yeah, no. I <laughs> oh no, filter. <laughs> All right. So I. I mean, th- there are. quote unquote rules to dating and things like that but the bottom line is every relationship is different every person in those relationships is different so you've got your own set of dynamics that work for you hmm. you know and if within that particular dynamic that you feel that you've done something that technically speaking may not be that wrong but at the same time you feel something where you're going hmm something doesn't sit right but technically it's okay if something's not right you need to communicate that at least that's what i think i i i'm i'm in disagreement of people who say i like, know there's some things that you take to the grave i'm like fuck yourself man you're not that special so i i at least that's just how i see it like i i feel like it's the bottom line is always is there something that's not sitting right say something even if it's difficult otherwise it gets even more difficult later on mm. and it doesn't matter whether to one person it's insignificant or another person it means even more the bottom line is your relationship Some people don't get the idea of polyamory. People don't get the idea of open relationships. People don't get the idea of monogamy, which is the traditional way of doing it. And that's fine, man. What works for you is what works for you. But when you say they don't get the idea, so you're saying as soon as there's any sort of a, a doubt that you have, you voice it rather than keeping quiet and letting it take its course. I mean, I I mean if if it's I I guess the onus is on you to figure out whether or not like it's something worth addressing or not like if mm-hmm. at first you come and I mean <laughs> if if something comes up that is a little weird at first if you can choose to brush it off if you want to say okay that's fine carry right. on mm-hmm. but if you feel that it is something that is nagging at you then yeah you need you need to kind of look at it otherwise it'll continue to nag at you and when I say someone who doesn't get the concept of say for example polyamory for instance right. a lot of people may just confuse polyamory polyamory with just having sex with a bunch of other people right It may be that, but it may be something else entirely as well. You right. may get an emotional, you may have an emotional connection with one person in one respect, but you have an emotional connection with someone else in another respect. Mm-hmm. And maybe in maybe in one in one relationship with that dynamic, there is sexual intimacy intimacy as well, and another one there's none whatsoever. Right. You know, and so, and there are some people that feel that way. I mean, you know, there's there's been this age old argument about whether humans. Are monogamous yeah. creatures or not? Yeah. Um, I'd argue that we probably aren't. It's just that a lot of conditioning has kind of led us to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But if you are feeling, you know, happy in a monogamous traditional relationship, who's to say that that's wrong? Mm-hmm. And vice versa, who's to say that there's something wrong in being in a other relationship? Right. It's what works for you, right? 
I think a lot of like the general rules that come with dating are bullshit. <laughs> I feel like society has progressed in such a way in the 21st century that things that happen in the 20th century aren't even relevant anymore. You know, um granted um we have ideas of how our relationship should be and what and we've been fed that from our parents, from our peers, our environment, media, whatever. And and like simple things like gender roles like a woman should be mm. like this mm. and the man should be the breadwinner of the family which is fucking nonsense you know the idea of us and to be frank on the other side of things the idea of a stay home a stay at home dad yeah. is completely like really mm-hmm. and i mean i und- intellectually i know that it's totally fine but if you were to ask me to be a stay home dad i don't think i could ever do that because mm-hmm. i feel like there would be so much more i want to do than just do that and it has nothing to do with gender roles i'm like this is me i have all these hopes and dreams but women were like no 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 your hopes and dreams stop now after marriage so i mean i think a lot of the general structure of how relationships should be is just bullshit i can't really pinpoint any one what thing what about the um the whole myth, the thing about like oh you shouldn't lay all your cards on the table like in the get go like you should wait and you should play these games and you know you should get to know i cross the like, pee barrier like and the fart barrier you. in the first 3 months him, yeah <laughs> like play hard to get yeah. and like you only re- you only uh, release such little information in and the beginning be and then yeah, yeah yeah by the way i don't know if you are like now that i say it it sounds like a fucking joke like what who is playing these games <laughs> or like even the concept of okay i'm feeling love like i think i feel love for this person but i'm not going to tell them oh yeah, mm, yeah. Like, why mm. why do we shy away from like open communi- mm. like like this is Powerful. differentiation right there yeah. like this is my experience you may not love me and i can respect that but i already love you mm. and can i voice that to you and why does it threaten me so much to think about not voicing that mm. to you i think because i i mean uh, the answer i think is in your uh, in your sentence where you said uh, i love you but the other person does not love me back yet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so cuz uh, they haven't like gotten to know me yeah so the, the idea of that one sided love where you know it's only from your end and the other person doesn't feel the same way so it's kind of like a rejection in a way and it i mean it, that it, that hurts a lot of people yeah so. but so what <laughs> is my my next question is and so what yeah okay so it hurts Yeah. Okay, but by owning your own experience and by putting yourself out and be like, you know, I love you. And I know you're not there yet. You may never be there, but this is where I'm at and I don't want to play any games. And accept so. that just cuz you love someone doesn't mean they have to love you back. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like a lesson in like entitlement. It's a yes. question is again, it goes back to like control, right? Mm-hmm. And power play almost. Yeah. It's very humbling actually. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I just want to uh, ask Zain that uh, you spoke about gender norms, right? Mm. And uh, we we are going through a certain change where uh, we're learning a lot more about. Uh, uh, and, and I'm asking you because you're the only other male on this uh, on this table. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a social construct. <laughs> Speaking of gender norms. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll come to you guys as well. You and Janam as well. But it's like I feel like uh, considering. So I grew up in India, right? And I feel that if you come from India, even the most liberal, the most uh, educated uh, families you come from, you still have that patriarchal construct where course, yeah. men feel like they have certain certain uh, aspect of ownership on a woman if they are in a relationship, right? How do you and I? 
part of me wanting to be on this podcast was also because we when we started was uh, two girls and me mm-hmm. so i'm like every day i want to break that and and learn and uh move away from that right mm-hmm. uh, how what are the steps that you take to make sure that you you don't fall into that trap okay well i i i think it's a lot more organic rather than it is very conscious a decision okay. because you know our parents for the most part our pa- um nobody wants to be a bad uh, just generally yeah, speaking yeah. nobody wants to be a bad parent or right. a parent who is one does his or her best mm-hmm. you know uh with with the tools that they've been given with their with their knowledge and their upbringing you right. know so um our parents can only teach us what they've learned right and it's sort of like our responsibility inevitably to figure out if there's something different like you know the the it's as simple as the upbringing of our grandparents would probably be re- significantly different right. from that of our parents mm-hmm. and just in the way that people who may be parents now might be bringing up their kids completely differently mm-hmm. the dynamic of social interaction the accessibility to information like you know how you know back in the day where you would ask someone what does this mean and then you would have to be in a library to figure out now you right. can just find out the answer in literally 5 seconds mm-hmm. you know so it's just all of these things just kind of lead us to a point of starting to question things mm-hmm. like you know the very fact that we're having this conversation right now something has led up to this right so it's it's just us now reached a point where you know we we we're, we're seeing you know feminist fem, uh, feminism as a movement really move forward as well in the 21st century we're reading things online we're seeing um bills being passed that are you know encouraging more women for example or pe- or, or people of color or people of say non binary gender to be in right. in uh, in more active leadership roles and things like that right. so it's it's a very organic process i mean mm-hmm. i can't really pinpoint exactly how but it's as simple as just looking at how we live today versus how people might have grown up even in the early 20th century it's right. as simple as that you okay. know Do you guys have any any advice to give us? I didn't understand the question. Uh, <laughs> uh, just how do you get out of the male chauvinistic thinking that you grew up with uh, in our society? Because uh, I remember from like the very first girlfriend I had again uh, in my teens, I guess it bothered me a lot what she wears, right? And now when I look back at it, I was I was so. regressive of me mm-hmm. like uh, you know uh, so when i look back from there to here i i'm 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 sure 10 years from now when i look back at stuff that some of the stuff that i'm probably doing now and i'd be like that was so stupid and regressive of me mm-hmm. so it's like how do you but but then you 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 have to make an attempt every day to sort of let go of those the conditioning that you have lived with but that's the yeah, beauty of it right it's a daily right. process mm-hmm. yeah. it actually yes. like it's something you learn to do every day it's right. you're you're just shedding that yeah those beliefs those the conditioning yeah. every day so i feel like i mean i i i bet even avanti will agree like all, all the relationships we've been in you know i mean whatever men today seem woke and all but yeah. they i mean there they are <laughs> uh, yeah they are still a lot very regressive like uh, i have dated people who like you know their sense of humor is very sexist right and there was a point like in my probably in my early 20s where i did laugh at those things also mm. but now i'm like no this mm. is not right right like i have to yeah. you said tell yeah. me that thrice every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean if if i'm not taking that stand and even if it's in a relationship if i'm not telling the guy like hey what you're laughing at is wrong it's yeah. not right like mm. i don't want to yeah. be with you a simple right. example yeah. of that is say american pie okay mm. so exactly, in fact yeah. in fact 
And the reason I bring this up now is because what for, happens in America? Like, why is that? Let me. MCC? I'll tell you. So, yeah. like, for example, I for shits and giggles, I decided to watch that movie again just yeah. like a couple of months ago because I was like, yeah, man, you know, it was like everyone's gateway into adolescence and mm. puberty and discovering sexual fantasy and things like that, mm. and especially back in the day when we had fifty fifty six kbps dial up modems <laughs> to see yeah. one little bit of skin took yeah. us like five minutes, you know, yeah. and this was like moving picture and boobs. Yeah. Boys were like, wow, yeah. and the, but the thing is. There was there was still some parts of that film today that I found funny, but stuff. But there's also some parts of it that I found that straight up were not acceptable mm, anymore. Yeah, like for example, the whole webcam scene, which you may remember from from the yeah. thing, that that straight up now is just not funny. Mm. But back then it was like, oh wow, this yeah. thing, mm. you know. But the things that we we've naturally so that came out in 1999 or 98. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. This is the, the trajectory that has naturally come through over the span of the last twenty years. I yeah. had the same experience when I was rewatching Wedding Crashers recently, where mm. it was like every third joke is a homophobic joke, and I'm mm. like, and we all laughed at that at one point of time. Right. It was a successful yeah. hit movie, and yeah, many of those jo- of those jokes would just straight up not be acceptable in today's mm. day and age. I was actually yeah. uh, rewatching Friends. I was watching one of the episodes of Friends last night, mm. and uh, there's this. I think I might have missed this one episode earlier, but uh, there's this episode where everyone's playing poker, or like the guys are playing poker, and they're like, "Oh, the girl, like all literally all the three girls are like, oh, we don't know how to play poker," and then the guys are trying to teach them, and they're like, they've made all the three women over there look so like dumb, dumb. intentionally, yeah. and mm. it's like the guys are explaining the rules to them, and they're intentionally not understanding it and mm. doing. Like you know, breaking the rules yeah. of the game and playing yeah. it really stupidly, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" This Funniest is- episode of season four. Right? <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quote unquote, they're just being women. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like women drivers. God. Yeah. Hmm. Like fucking women. Oh, dude! I actually had an argument with my <laughs> Uber driver once. I had an argument with my Uber driver once because, yeah. like, there was there was a woman who was backing up in a very weird way, and he just swiveled like this. And he's like, "Hey, sub, sada, lady driver," and then in my broken Hindi, yeah. I gave him a lecture on how yeah. like all the there's so many men on the road yeah. that drive like idiots. Yeah. And he's like, "Actually, ham bhai sab apsai baat." He just wanted your five star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was our episode of dating is garbage. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Avanti and Zain, to be thank uh, for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, we'll. Go back as learned people on this episode. <laughs> Janam, thank you for being on this episode. I never thanked you. I think for being on an episode, but this, yeah. <laughs> I think this is one of our last episodes of the season. Yeah, probably so, the second last. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, keep an ear out for that. Uh, you can reach out to us if you like this episode. Do write in to us. We are at IBM Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can uh, write an email to us at shows at Indusvox. You can reach out to me personally on Twitter. My Twitter handle is. At Abbas Momin, uh, Janam, where can one reach you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Janam Devan. Zain, uh, where would you like to throw out your social media? Um, well, you can find our Marbles Podcast um, on, on Instagram at Marbles Podcast India, and you can find me if you want <laughs> at Bully Bainbridge um, on um, on Instagram. That's my own personal handle. Cool. I don't know about a. Oops, I don't know about Avanti though. <laughs> I'm Avanti Mal, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was our episode, guys. We'll see you all next week. Bye bye. See you. Why can't we see? We've built these things up in our head. Who we think is the one always 
ends up with someone else. Dating is garbage. I'm not sure why people do it. It's a pain in the ass. Nothing but trouble. A giant fucking nuisance. Maybe it's better than being lonely.